0: Folks, welcome to another edition of Hitting with a High Note. Thankful to have you folks I'm, uh, joining us on the safety of the weekend. Hope you are full. Cool. Hope you've had a lot of leftovers and hope you had a great, great safety of the weekend. Um, uh, we're here. Jared Barker, what is up?
1: Uh, not much, man. Just, you know, there's a 49er loss today. Jazz lost, Jazz lost today. But, but uh, you know, the, the Utes pulled through yesterday. They dominated that game. So, yeah, you know, we are
0: recording on the, the night that the Jazz lose uh, a pretty big game to the Raptors, to the world champion Toronto Raptors, and I I will say this: the Jazz are the Toronto Siakams. Slight, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're on a slight skid here, um, and so yeah, the Jazz are uh, the Jazz are not doing that great right now because they're on their East Coast Thanksgiving road trip. Um and man, well, yeah, like I'm a, it's it's a rough day to be a Jazz fan.
1: Yeah, I mean, the I'm I'm kind of glad in a way that it was a blowout enough that Quinn pulled the starters early because tomorrow is probably going to be you know we always have good battles with uh with the Sixers it seems like but uh, you know we'll we'll have to see what that's like tomorrow.
0: Um, so, yeah, I, I think I'm. Uh, I don't know if the, I mean Donovan Mitchell's first winning against the Sixers was this season was like I feel like the Sixers have uh, had the Jazz member for the past three or four years.
1: I I feel like in a lot of ways, yes. Um I mean Ben Simmons kinda gobbled up whoever we had at point guard, so I, I don't know what Connolly's record against him is like, but but as we know, you know, uh Mike is doing a lot of de- this is something I've been talking about with a lot of people this year. Mike is doing things that he's not used to doing, uh for you know, with this team this season and I sure in in some ways, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm kind of grateful that uh, the game got out of hand today because it, it forced Quinn's hand and he, he just, he sees some things that aren't working and that haven't been working for a while, but he's really patient with guys, you know, almost to a fault. And so, you know, we keep seeing some Moutier minutes when maybe, you know, they're not may in the best interest of the team uh, per se. I mean, they maybe, maybe not, but, um, you know, we saw XM at, at point guard today, which I thought was a welcome change. Uh, because Moudier was just like there's a reason the jazz went down by forty and it was you know, I wouldn't say it's like all oh, Mike Connolly or something. <laughs> um but it was a lot of it was the bench and uh that point guard spot on the bench. So
0: Yeah. Uh first off for the uh, for those who are listening, I'm sorry if the sound quality is not quite at the par as uh, we're used to. Uh I'm on the road, so I'm just using a headset today. So we'll get back to the game today. Uh Jared just said that um he thinks Mike Conley um is the reason that the Jazz have lost four games or five games, four out of five games lately. That's not
1: what I said? <laughs>
0: uh but there has been to talk about. Um uh, yeah, as you said, the Mike Conley uh fit for the Jazz. Um it's been kinda of rough wedding for uh, Mr. Conley there.
1: well, I mean I would I would I would ask you, um because I honestly think that he's uh, he's he's playing much better than he was, you know, to start the year. I mean, he seems like he's getting his rhythm and stuff like that. I would ask you, um, what are you, what are your expectations for for how he's playing, and how do you feel about how he's performed recently?
0: Well, uh, um, uh, I I just think that Mike Holly is going to be a much bigger piece for this Jazz team than uh, he has. Uh a quarter of the way through the season, but, uh, my expectations, th- things have really changed. I did not realize that Bojan Bogdanovich was going to step up and be the number one option, uh, offensive option for the Jazz, uh, in the South season, uh, Diamond Mitchell has kind of slid into, uh, a co number one to number two role sometimes depending on, uh, who's hot. Um, Ryan Geisman did put this out on Twitter uh, the other day that I thought was really interesting. He said, that, that the Jazz had way too many alpha males. And, um, I, I do see that with only one ball, uh, it is sort of a problem when you have guys who are used to being the first or second option on the team, and they have to be relegated as a third or fourth option, which is why guys like Royce and Joe Eagles and so forth are really important for
1: that. So follow up for you then. Um, do you think that the lack of ball movement is a problem?
0: The lack of ball movement? Um, yeah, uh, I, I guess that's, uh, I do see it as a problem because the offense just hasn't looked as good as people thought it would It would be. Um, and we, we watched this Quinn Snyder, Jackson, the last, what, four or five years have basically only one guy to go to before it was Donovan. Before that, it was Gordon Hayward. And so, uh, there was only like one guy that needed the ball in their hands a lot. Now we have... Now the Jazz have Boyle Buconovic, Donovan Mitchell, uh, Mike Conley, guys who are used to uh, playing with the ball in their hands. And so the the motion offense only works if you have guys who are willing to, like, find the open guy, find the, the right play. And uh, things that I see, like, with Mike Conley, that's different from Rubio, is that um, the, the the mid-range, the floater option is always there for Mike Conley, basically. And he's the guy that hits it at a pretty high clip. Uh, throughout his career, so he takes it. Last year, when you have, you know, Rubio, Neto guys who aren't uh, proficient in that shot, they don't take it, so they, they find different things. So uh, it's an option that they don't even look to, to take. And my colleague, one of his perceptions, is when he drives it in, is to take a floater. Uh, Donald Mitchell, to take a floater, because it's what the defense gives you. So on one hand, yeah, you want to take what the defense gives you, but on the other hand, um, uh, you know, it, it's, it's not exactly what been began to do the past two or four years
1: well okay yeah i definitely think that's fair uh i would say that uh you know i would say this team thrives when they're looking to to start what what uh, what quinn would call the blender you know i i do see talk to i talk to fans from other fan bases and st- and such and uh some of them say that quinn snyder's offense looks outdated and i don't understand why they say that because in a lot of ways I mean, I know it's different than the Golden State offense, but but in a lot of ways there's certain aspects of it that remind me a lot of what Golden State does. And um, you know, I know it's not exactly the same, it's not a one-to-one. Um but I, I I'm with you on the on the motion offense thing. Um so if you let's say that who you were called for for coaching advice for the for the jazz, uh, what would be the biggest thing that you would try to address or instill in players since you, since, you know, you mentioned that the Jazz are on a little bit of a skid?
0: Uh, absolutely nothing. I would not do anything different than what Tim Center has been doing lately. Uh, the Jazz are 12-8 and 8 with a, one, a really tough schedule. Um, they play some really tough teams. They're on a five-game road trip. They, they're either playing or, or flying. They haven't really had, had to rest. Um, they, if they look a little bad, I don't think I don't think their offense looks bad. It's a thing. Uh, I think they missed them um, uh, a lot of open shots that you know they get open shots, which is crazy, crazy. So uh, like Moiyan missing the corner three, like it, it happens. Those things will happen. You, you miss open shots. The game against of the the Pacers, they just they felt like they couldn't hit anything. What about tonight's uh, actually, game?
1: Think, what what coaching would you give off of tonight's game after getting down by 40 in the first half?
0: Nothing. I got nothing. Like I, I really do think I'm. Uh, you it just think it's and... a poor
1: team performance, then.
0: Yeah, I, I think so. Okay. I mean, I, like my, I know you mentioned, but I mean the bench is not playing well. That, that's pretty obvious. So,
1: are um, you saying that you would still keep playing Mudier? Because I think Quinn has kind of decided he might need to go away from Moudier. i he not, been...
0: I think Mudier. I think Moutier, um, uh, has, has flashes that, he, that show why he should be the backup point guard. Right. Um, right. Yeah, yeah, he has, he has those, those flashes.
1: With, but I'm
0: starting to think yeah. that
1: we're going to see a little bit more Exum mixed in there because, you know, Flash is going to only Exum, get you so far.
0: The, I think Exum deserves the uh, minutes too. But I mean, you know, I, I'm an Islander, but I don't know if Exum is is a guy that like I I think he demands minutes. No, if he the Ex, if he's well he room. he looks
1: good and when he in replacing in, subbing so in for, oh, subbing so in for Menu today. I'm just going to call him Manu because it's kind of funny. <laughs> Who,
0: I, I don't even know who you're talking about there. Emmanuel, so, Oh, yeah, I yeah, gotcha. But <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and that's great. I, I do want to see it for longer stretches. I mean, there was a stretch last year where Exxon was benched, what four or five games. He had coaches DMP because I mean he's still not quite there either. So if Exxon's the better choice, great. I, I, I'm not gonna. I don't know if we. I don't, know if, uh, we, I
1: don't know if we can say that for sure this year, though. I mean, like, I I think in some aspects that maybe we're going to have to see a little bit of these coaches' DNPs for, you know, for other players. Because I don't think that that Dante just got the coaches' DNP and it's just a Dante thing. Like a lot of people, like especially people who are quote-unquote ex Milanders, they they'll be like, why, why does Quinn hate Dante and da-da-da Dante? And I'm like, I don't think Dante would have signed that contract even if he was getting, you know more money than other people were offering if he thought that Quinn hated him like, and wouldn't give him playing time. So, I don't know. I, I just don't understand the, some of the rhetoric. Yeah, I mean, you know.
0: I, mean I, I don't know what goes through these players' minds. I mean, obviously, I don't think that, I don't I don't think there's a contention between Dante and Quinn, but I also think that Snyder has to, like, find out if Dante's the guy that can play the back of guard for, for assistance I agree. for the Jazz. I I think, agree. Sure, maybe maybe can't be, he can't be worse than Emmanuel. Why not? It, 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 the argument is to, uh, why not give it a shot because we think that Emmanuel is the bottom of the barrel right now. Like that. What, like, what what's it's currently happening, sure, happening
1: isn't not. working, right? Yeah, I see what you mean.
0: Yeah, like I mean, if, if it's something like, oh boy, this is like the worst we can get? Like putting Dante X M in there is not going to be worse than what we have now. Then sure, right. I I can, I can get behind that argument. That's fine. I don't think you it know, is the worst. You know,
1: I'm so, uh, honestly. It's int- you know you bring up something that kind of triggers an interesting uh you know thought exercise for me. Um, we thought at some point we might see Mike Connolly resting, which we haven't seen yet do do you think we we get to that point this year at all, or are we gonna uh, you know, um... I don't
0: know I thought them. I thought in the, the offseason that could be a possibility uh a guys like I feel like guys like Rudy and Connolly and even Donovan. Uh, and now Boyan needs that because of the minutes they play. Uh, but some guys are, are not wired that way. Um, some guys like Kawhi, LeBron, AD. I don't know. I don't. Is I don't, don't think Boyan
1: is, is wired that, that way, man? man. Like he played through. He gutted his way through that ankle injury. I don't think he's gonna be one who will take time off at all.
0: <laughs> and you know that's a, You know, strategically, like if you're a GM, strategically, you see the stats that guys who maybe play 65 games a season. With them uh, intermittent rest during the season, play better in the playoffs. Then, yeah, that's good for them. But if the players don't want it, I don't think anyone's going to force them to rest. You know, you know what I'm saying. If Conley and Bogey, Donovan, Rudy want to play as much of the 82 games as they can uh, healthy, then go for it. Good for them. Even though it might hurt the Jazz's chance in the (laughs) playoffs.
1: Okay. Um. Wait. Wait. So you're saying that in the playoffs that the you, you probably would might make some different calls than what we're doing now in the regular season.
0: Or... I'm saying. I'm saying that. I'm, I mean, we've seen the stats. We've seen. You know, we just saw Kawhi last year play sixty. What five games?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Six,
0: seven games off due to do injury and rest, and were looked super fresh in the playoffs. I'm like that. I mean. They do it for a reason. They're not just doing it because they feel like it. They're doing it because they Well, he the also does, have, does to... have a nagging
1: injury. So I think that to a certain extent that, I mean, yeah, he looked fresh, but it's also, be. I also have to, I also look at it this way, is that Kawhi is not a James Harden type who has to play himself into shape for 25 games. You know, he keeps, he takes care of himself, He he takes care of his body, and I feel like a lot of the players that we have in this team, I don't think we have anybody like that that has to play themselves into form either. Like, no, uh, well, I mean,
0: it's the NBA. Everybody has I mean already, you know, game one. Boyan Bogdanovich now has an 81 game nagging injury. You know, like, yeah, and yeah. that's probably never going to fully heal because he's going to be on it for, you know, every two or three days at least for the next, yeah. Uh, and you know, and five
1: months. I, I wonder, so, I wonder if it has gotten better to the point because he doesn't. It doesn't seem like it's phasing him at all. You know, and when he's off the court, I don't, you don't see any kind of noticeable grimace or limp or anything. And, and I don't know if that's well, just because he's
0: a tough son of a gun or what it is. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure it's like there, like it's not 100%. Like maybe it's 90% and you don't feel at all. But, you know, when you say nagging injury, I just think, all right, yeah, there's something there that, you know, if he arrested it, if he was a normal human being working an office job and sprained his ankles and worked, you know, three, you know, got, got to the, Sit at a desk for eight hours. Yeah, it would heal up in like three weeks. But he's a professional athlete, so his body is tougher, and you know, something that he can play through. But it's Mm. obviously not. It's obviously not the ideal situation. It's the NBA. It's fine. It's not not ideal. But why Leonard has whatever injury that he has, I don't even know what it is. And I'm actually a proponent for load management because I think if your main goal to win a a world championship, then it doesn't matter. If um, uh, if the best strategy is to sit. You know, a fifth of the games, regular season games that don't really matter in the end. So yeah, I think it's it's a, a fine strategy to have.
1: In a way, I kind of I kind of like that. That's why we have that. The, that's why you have the like the extended playoff schedule, where people aren't um. No, nobody's usually under duress. Uh, you know, they're not usually trying to uh, recover. You know, and and play a back to back. There's a, usually at least a a day between games, sometimes a couple days, three or four, d- depending on the series. Um, so I, I really do think that yeah, the the load load management actually matters a lot for guys. And I, I saw an argument recently about not I wouldn't exactly call it an argument, but it's more like that you know sports writers were saying. Oh no, no no yeah never mind I think it was Jackie you know Jackie McMullen from ESPN she's like a sports writing legend like she covered Jordan and stuff like that. You yeah uh, I do know who Jack, I
0: haven't lived uh, to
1: I know who Jackie is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just making sure because sometimes you know you throw out a name and people are like I, I don't know who that is and you're like well they're they're kind of old and oh okay. Yeah, I've, okay. I I've seen her on the jump, you know. <laughs> you know, so that's yeah, where people has, know her yeah, from. Yeah. What, what was what was the point? Well, her point her point was like that she she felt that you know players like Bird and a lot of these guys that played through these you know pretty serious things, and Larry. Let's face it. To to an extent, Larry was just. He was an old school, tough as nails, Jerry Sloan type guy who would just grit through it. But those guys, she's like, well, Larry's dealing with the after effects even now, you know, with what he did to his back, you know, for all those years. And she's like, those guys would have benefited from load load management. You and she's she says that's why she never understands when former players, you know, get on people for load management. Or, you know, they'll yeah. speak on somebody's injury when they're not a doctor and some something they don't understand. Her her yeah. kind of her whole greater point was, yeah, there there's no reason not to be like, Oh yeah, loads management isn't the devil, you know. <laughs> so And yeah. I, 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 I know
0: two former jazz men who uh a lot of fans point to, you know, Carl and John played almost every game and while it's true that there are also guys that um only had two finals runs never, you know, in a different era, it was and fine, but let's not forget, somebody
1: brought this up to me today, um, apparently Zach Lowe called uh, James Harden guard, guard Carl Malone you, and you want to know what the two main things of why that fits so well were? Underperforming yeah. in the playoffs <laughs> and the the free throw rate, you know
0: Oh yeah, that's, I mean, a call shot a lot of people. I mean, hey, hey, it is what it is, you know, yeah. Um, and I mean, it, it, I mean, that's that's a comparison that a lot of jazz fans would not like to hear, so no, nope. share that with everybody.
1: <laughs> well, but Zach Lowe that said that's it that's on a podcast, I'm throwing it out there. Yeah,
0: so the Jazz, I'm uh, play against the 76ers tomorrow in a game that they're probably slated to lose. Uh, they're about to go one or four on a road trip, which. A lot of fans were asking if two or three was acceptable, and I was um, hoping
1: for for two and three, three and two, but I knew that was kind of you know pie in the sky, not sure if it's doable.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, there's, there's a lot of a uh, uh, guest that we used to have uh, that we had on here. Not used to we had on here one time. Uh, used to be Lord Chattyus, chat based Chad, uh, was saying the Jazz would be lucky to get two and three, and I agree with him. i was like, yeah, two and three. this is yeah, a tough road trip. I mean, it was a Jagu- tough slate
1: of games. Yeah,
0: the Jazz are gonna play four. Eastern Conference playoff teams. Uh, yeah, and I guess the game that they thought they could try to steal or not even steal, but thought they should have won was the Indiana game. Yeah, the Patriots. Yeah, the Patriots yeah. Had, and they, that, they, they were really they close
1: feel. to they were really close to taking that one in some ways.
0: Yeah, I tell you, the Jazz maybe they didn't give the best effort in that one, and I, I again yeah. I, yeah, I don't I don't get mad about that stuff because you know I don't give a hundred percent every day at my job either. So you know, it
1: is what <laughs> <it is. laughs> don't let your boss listen to this. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, well, you know, I'll tell straight up, like, hey, some days I have it, some days I don't. Some days, some days
1: you No, yeah, that's that it. is. Uh, <laughs> no. no, that's. Well, it's not that you're not giving a hundred percent per se. It's, it's just that, you know, sometimes you don't have the same mojo and the same juice that you always do, right? And it, yeah, yeah, I think that's and the that's same true. way when you go put up shots in the gym, you know, with some some buddies. Sometimes you're you're red hot and you keep you're hitting everything, even with a hand in your face. And sometimes, you know, you're just you're not feeling it. You can. You still get a couple of decent buckets, but, uh, but your your passes aren't as crisp, and you know, it's it's yeah, things ebb and flow. Like for most people, things uh, ebb and flow.
0: Yeah. So I mean, if it goes to one four, I mean, it sucks, but also not the worst thing in the world. But um, we're doing. It's a short episode today. I hope I'm, uh, everybody does well. Hope everybody is going to be okay with the guys at one four. I mean, right now two and three. I'm uh, is going to be a. Um, uh, Going to be a nice summer little coup for the Jazz if they get to do this uh, little stretch here.
1: A coup, you say? Okay.
0: Yeah. See what you think. But, uh, Jared, I don't know, what do you to see? I mean, the Jazz are eventually going to play some easier teams. Right? I know the Lakers are 19 and but they've had some easy games. And the Jazz have lost to the easy Wait, games. You know, but...
1: the Jazz are the Lakers are 17 and 3 now, right? They lost yes, to the Mavericks oh, right. today.
0: Yeah, I- I just took a guess. I don't know what I didn't know what the record was. But yeah, so uh let's see what the Jazz can pull out here. I mean the Jazz really need to uh, the Jazz really need to um, uh get a couple wins to the just a couple of fan base. Like I think they're, all, they're fine. So they're honestly straight, the if we lose today, tomorrow
1: right. if we lose tomorrow but win on Wednesday, I think we're in a great spot if we win both those games, we're in an even, in an incredible spot, to be honest, because yeah. those are both <laughs> very tough games, you know. That first game back right. from a road trip, like most people say, you know, and I know it's a cliche yeah. at this point, but it's often very true, is that you only get that one night of sleeping in your own bed and stuff like that, and it doesn't quite feel like a home game yet, because things aren't back to normal for you. So, it's, yeah, at least it's not a bad... <laughs> At least it's not that we're coming home for the back to because those are yeah, almost I mean, those are as bad as the road game. This is a uh, little yeah. bit take,
0: better. Take will, will the for us. All right. Uh, this is like a little note of a podcast here. Of um, uh, what's uh, what's the uh where can people find you on Twitter?
1: Uh you can follow me at go the distance forty
0: nine. Forty nine, nice. Even though they were a little bit less, actually. They played a very tough team uh, uh, yesterday with the Ravens. So uh, there is a story I've I'm Hu at Jazz High Notes, that's Jazz High Notes. Um, Hu Chen, Superman, even though I haven't really posted there in a while, <laughs> I will one day. <laughs> um, uh, what, do you have a game position tomorrow? Do you think the guys pull the win? Uh, do what now, what'd you say? Do you think the guys <laughs> pull the win, win off tomorrow?
1: Is that, uh, two or three on the trip? Oh well I I I you're 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 kinda still muffled. I, I wasn't sure if you said if I oh. were it was gonna work the game yeah. work during the game tomorrow or not.
0: I I said I um, uh, had a prediction for um, uh, what the game is gonna be like tomorrow. Oh a prediction,
1: prediction, got it. Um yeah, Well so it, what, what I
0: would. probably Ben Simmons playing the whole game, so that's going make a difference. It it definitely should.
1: Um and he he did have a couple of, of really nice defensive plays. Uh, I saw kind of some highlights from the end of uh, the end of uh, one of the one of their games in the last couple of days. Uh, he made some really nice defensive plays, and then you know threw an outlet pass. Um, but I, I, I I'm honestly interested and intrigued to see what we look like with a full you know. 30 minutes of Ben Simmons as the point guard, because I honestly don't think we were that terrible when he was in the game. I mean, we weren't great. We weren't doing great. But I mean, once he was out of the game, you know, they still... Our old friend, Wolfie, you know, Haul, did give us some fits and some problems. And, you know, he was trying to have his little revenge game, which is you know, I love that from a competitive standpoint. Um, Yeah, yeah, you know, because he's a competitor. I like the fire, man. Uh, I think that what we'll probably see... I I think that what we'll probably see is we might see a close game up until the fourth, and we might see them pull away because the Jazz legs are kind of tired, but hopefully it's going to come down to the last, you know, last two or three minutes, and we'll see, you know, kind of how things shake
0: out. I feel... I feel like you are way more optimistic than I am. But, hey, you know, it is what it is. So, to take care, we're, we're going to be back on our regular schedule. So the holiday schedule has thrown us off. but so we want to give you guys a little mini-episode little before we do our Big Game big episode uh, on Wednesday. Uh, so, thanks for listening. And, uh, Jared, thanks for uh, setting this up. And, it also guess, depends uh, on
1: if the ball sticks, man. If the ball sticks, yeah, like, okay. if you remember the end of last game, not this game, not today, but... End of last game where the ball moved and didn't stick, Jazz looked a lot better.
0: Uh yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, I I'll, I'll have to go back and rewatch watch the because, yeah, I again I'm not too worried about the offense. I mean, it's obviously that I feel like we're getting the shots that we want. The Jazz are shooting the shots that they want, so I just feel like if a few more shots go in here and there, it changes games um, uh the last the last three or four games could go differently if I'm, uh the Jazz hit better shots. So um, Well I, I just don't yeah. think
1: that the that they've been playing as much like a team and, and cohesively i mean that's that's one thing that we're we're always probably going to miss about the the team from the last couple of years is that that synergy that really developed and that you could see on and off the floor it's not quite as palpable with this current version I, yet I, I, yeah and hopefully I, I, hopefully I, 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 it gets there that's what we're looking for yeah. do what oh what did you say something I, about I, missing I, ricky no don't don't do that yeah. <laughs> I said hashtag chemistry.
0: Oh, chemistry. All right. Exactly. We will uh, catch you guys another time. Thanks for joining us. Catch you on another time.